Hey, everybody, and welcome to Inside Legion, the podcast that takes place inside David Haller's mind. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this was another crazy episode of Legion. Congratulations, Legion fans, for watching another crazy episode. Um, I mean, I think at this I like point- the way they keep us guessing all the time. <laughs> it is really tripped out. Yeah, I'm surprised every time. It's not like reading the news where, you know, they're telling you what's happening. Right. It's uh, like watching the news where you're finding out what's happening. Yeah. And then they put a music video in the middle of it. (laughs) Yes, they do. Uh, One thing that I think is kind of great that I really appreciated about this episode, and this has been true about all the episodes across the board, is that except for episode two to three that felt like it was continuing the whole Summerland storyline – Every episode has been its own distinct thing. You know, this episode, we're back in clockworks, so there is a lot of repetition from the first episode, but ultimately, it's playing with a different visual identity. There's different character stuff going on. Um, I called it, though. We're back at the beginning. We are back at the beginning, and you were totally right, Pete, except also totally wrong. No, because we have to sit there... With the doctor again and do the whole, tell me about your feelings. Why do you think you're here? That whole thing again. We're back at the beginning. But it's very different. And also, that's what all, like, therapy is. Right. <laughs> so We're maybe it's not the necessarily the therapy. beginning. No, therapy keeps going, I think. <laughs> you just go once and be like, well, I'm you good. did it. Yeah, you got to get to a point in therapy where you switch places with your girlfriend. And then as soon as that happens, they let you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) Would it? Would it be awesome? Well, so what did you guys think about this episode, Justin? Uh, It's great. I mean, these episodes, every episode, I feel like, like you're saying, like, just pushes the story in a different direction. We get little clues uh, here and there. We got to like pick through everything to find them. Uh, But it's the tension keeps mounting. It's like every episode has a little mystery or like, what are we getting at? It's just a great show. Yeah. Pete, it is what? a roller coaster. It's all over the place. Like just when you think like, all right, I think I understand. Then something else happens, completely throws you. And it would be nice if we go one episode where we don't get the fat man with the yellow eyes. I mean, I it's, him. So creepy every time, and I'm going. Maybe this is we're going to get through the whole episode. We won't get it. So you think there'll be an episode where they just don't show the major villain? Of I the would show? like to. Can you give us one. It would be that bad if you give us one whole episode. I look forward to the episode that's just him. Oh. <laughs> just him at home. I mean, there was some big stuff that we learned Which, about him. Oh. Where for the day. This episode, which I feel like maybe we'll get to a little bit later, but just to kick off with the status quo as we go into this, we touched on it a little bit before, but um, everybody had made their way to David's child at home last episode. We found out some huge revelations about David, and just as a gun was being shot at David and Sid was trying to shoot him, everybody flashed back to clockworks. And now everybody, even people who previously were in patience there, are in the mental hospital, including yep. the I, both of the Carries, Autonomy, uh, Melanie. Everybody is there together. We don't know exactly why. And Lenny, who Uh-oh. we found out last episode, is – I mean, I don't think we officially found it out last episode, but we definitely found it out this episode <laughs> that Lenny is the man with the yellow eyes, that they're all kind of the same thing. Um, is the therapist in the hospital. So what did you guys think about this new status quo? Well, I uh, thought that 
it's, uh, I mean, we kind of got hints of it along the way. There were definitely flashes of that. So uh, it just kind of confirms of what they've been setting up, which, you know, is super creepy. But, uh, yeah. How do you how do you feel, Pete, finding out that your one true love, Lenny, is a is the villain, is a monster, is a an overweight man with some jaundiced eyes? Well, yeah, I, I mean, don't, sorry to interrupt, I, Pete, but you really got yeah. catfished by the show. Yes. Yeah. I did. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's upsetting. Uh I'm not I still don't believe it's true. Like I, I see that you it's don't true, believe it's true. Believe. What? You don't believe it's true. I'm hoping that it actually there is an just an Aubrey Plaza character. Aubrey Plaza. It was nice to get it was nice to get a look at how Pete sees Aubrey Plaza when she was yeah. just floating that piece of pie. Yeah. <laughs> Combining yeah, that was, uh, they, I was very happy with that. They were like, hey, we're going to destroy your world, but we're going to give you one last, you know, montage music video before we destroy it. So, all right. Well, we are jumping over a little all over the place, but uh, Lenny, Lenny, man with yellow eyes. What do we want to call him? Fungus Lord? Something like that. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, Fungus Lord. There you go. Uh, Fungus Lord traps everybody in this clockworks, in ostensibly to give David a sense of peace, to make him happy. You know, it's that typical villain plan of throw them into a simulation so they feel chill about it. What yeah. was so interesting, I thought, about this episode is that David isn't trying to break out. Like, there's something that spurs him on towards the end, but you usually have... David is the title character of the show, as far as we know. He's supposed to be the main character of the show, but he's perfectly happy being in Clockworks. This episode, if anything, pushed forward once again that Sid is the real main character of the show. And Justin, yeah. curious to hear from you, because you've been arguing all along that she's not real. Do you th- still think she's not real, based on this episode? I I do think she is. I think she is not real. I think she's the part of David's uh, personality that is. Come on, man! Still awake and still trying to solve this mystery and stay alive. Well, the David himself in the show is like his power. That's like his the the sort of core David, the damaged David that was damaged when he was a kid. And Sid is the part that's trying to to save the day. Hmm. Interesting. Um. I, don't, I still don't know if I'm totally convinced. I mean, it's hard to tell exactly what part of the show is real and not, but it does seem like the frozen scene where the gun is being shot, that they're all essentially trapped in that moment right now, and that at least yes. that bullet, in a certain sense, is real, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, uh, It could be, uh, definitely, but I also think it's the eye who's the one taking on the form of the guy with a gun who is trying to kill David. Are you saying the eye is the bullet? The eye is the guy who shot the gun. So I think, yes, the eye, back to my theory that David has just been sitting in a hospital room all this time and the eye is a doctor observing him. And that why is it shitty? Because if it's true, that really sucks. Why? It's all in his brain. The whole the whole show is about like what's real and what's not. And it, it seemed the whole show is so like has a stream lock logic. It's like inception. Um, and the fact that it's just, it's all taking places in, in his head, no matter what. And we just don't know what the level of what he's drawing from the outside world is. I'm going to say, I disagree. You're going to go with disagreeing with me. I'm just going <laughs> with disagreeing. Choice. 
Yeah, well, I just feel that like there, I there are moments in the show where we are inside his head, but there's too many people for that all to work. I feel like I feel like just because we've had too many different perspectives and, and too many different options for all those people to be made up in his head. I'm just gonna throw something out at you. The name of the show is Legion, rather than couple or like a bunch of people. <laughs> It's, you know, yeah. but the original title was a bunch of people. Oh, and, and then they changed. He's right. The he got an early script. He actually suggested they change the name. Yeah, uh, they actually, couple. they actually originally before they called it a bunch of people, they they called it a reasonable amount of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then it was squad for a while because <laughs> yeah. I love. Um, shows with exclamation points in their titles. Yeah, the issue was Suicide Squad came out, and they're like, people are yeah. going to think it's related. Let's not call it Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they were going to call it uh, Justice League: Dawn of Justice. That seemed uh, very confusing and yep. not appropriate yeah. to the show at all. And then they went with Legion. That's how I met your mother. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> cool, cool, cool! I think we just nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, let's talk. I wanted to talk about this for a while, Pete. Let's talk about the Lenny dance sequence. So, the first uh, ten, fifteen-ish minutes of the show or so, we know as viewers that something is definitely wrong, but everything seems pretty much right in Clockworks. We're going through. All of except these for the door. Right, except for the door. There's a weird door, but therapy session. Lenny seems to be on the up and up, at least the way that she's relating to the patients. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Lenny breaks out, goes on a crazy dad sequence through all of David's memories, through, as we find out later, this so-called mind palace that he has. Pete, what do you think about this sequence? Big fan? Uh, yeah, I was a huge fan of it. It was phenomenal. And it was also like she was just stepping into like, oh, did you think this is about the show? Nope. Nope. She was just kind of like destroying everything, which was very interesting. Um, and it was kind of had that James Bond like uh, montage yeah. feel to it. It was really uh, it was crazy. It was all over the place. Yeah, I really liked it too. I feel like the the sequence just goes to reinforce my theory, though, because oh, fuck you. <laughs> as as she's going through all these places and memories, none of the other characters are there. Mm-hmm. It's just her because she has all the other characters on lockdown in the clockworks uh, part of David's brain. So it would make sense that they're all locked up and distracted. They're just and, all separately there. They're not all in David's brain. I was with you to that last part there. But they're all like mentally occupied by what Lenny has them doing, so she's free to run to cut loose uh, through the rest of David's brain. And David, he's so relaxed because he's not in charge for a change. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's interesting that's the direction you went in, Justin, because I do think there's other evidence there for your theory. I do think if we accept, and I know we don't totally accept, but if we accept that everybody is still frozen in that room where the eye is shooting at David and Sid is protecting him, that Lenny has taken all of their minds, brought them to the clockwork section of David's brain, it feels like that door is Lenny is letting loose because she has the run of his brain now. She can go to all the different places in his mind palace. And that's why we're not seeing anybody there is to your point. Yeah. They're all locked up in the clockwork section, but I think she's taken their consciousnesses and put them there essentially for David to keep him distracted and keep him happy. Like she reveals later on. But 
the thing that I do think emphasizes your idea that nothing is real is she's not just running through the places that we've seen in his memories before. She's not just running through the yeah. kitchen where he exploded. She's not just running through the place uh, where Benny uh, and David ate the cake uh, and tortured Philly. Uh, he's not. She's not just running through the childhood home. She's also running through the places in Summerland. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Those right. are real. Those are before now real places, not right. dream or uh, memory places. Those mm-hmm. are actual locations. Right. I mean, I think you can make an argument that he created those places after visiting him. They're part of his memories. They're places he can go. But I think there is also that argument to be made that everything has been into his head up until this point, based on that. No, exactly. Here's the question, though. If Lenny's distracting everyone and while the, these bullets are flying toward David, what's the point? She Why would she want David to be dead? Right. I don't... I mean, she wouldn't want David to be dead because we end the episode right. with her, him, her, him, uh, fungus lord. Yeah, fungus lord saying that uh, she doesn't need his mind. She just needs his body. But if his body is riddled with bullet holes, she's not going to get a lot of use out of it. So what do you think that Lenny is doing while David is distracted? I I think she's buying time for everybody so that they can move the bullets or move the people out of the way. I think Lenny's saving the day, actually, by slowing down time until they can figure it out. You are absolutely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Lenny's the bad guy. You don't know that, man. Yeah, we Uh, do. Yes. Just just unless you think Pete. Do you think that the the fat man in the with the yellow eyes, do you think he's the main character? No. <laughs> Maybe he's the protagonist. I could see a spin-off of him doing like living in Brooklyn in a girls type show where he and his buddies are like Yeah. Until around. one Halloween. Yeah, you know what it could be? It could be like a bosom buddies type show where he can only get a room in a girls boarding house and that's why he's pretending to be Lenny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and hey guys, hit us up on Twitter and we'll explain to you the plot of Bosom Buddies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it launched the career of Tom Hanks, who everybody loves, so leave me alone. And Peter Sclarelli. Uh, that's how you say it. Uh, uh, launching? Launched? Is that the word you would use? Launched the career? Yeah, it was a short launch. <laughs> hey, uh, can we get back to the show? Yeah, sure. I have a bone uh, to pick with you guys. Oh, great. Hold on, wait. Before one more thing on that, I, on the Lenny and the gun stuff. What I think she's doing is everyone's going to slowly realize they're under threat as these bullets get closer and closer. So I think she's using that, um, she's going to use that against them and have them give up power and control of David to her completely, killing themselves as they are personalities of David, and she will be in charge fully. No, that is too great. No, that is too much. It's not too much. Pete, this is the thinking man's arrow. <laughs> that's how they advertised it originally when they pitched it as a bunch of guys uh they said <laughs> it's like the thinking man's arrow and fx was like that sounds stupid yeah and they're like well wait it's kind of there's a little bit of bosom buddies mixed in and they're like we're sold sold yeah, yeah. exactly you're sclari <laughs> who created the show as it turns out weird connection um huh. What's yes. the bone you got to pick? Wait, no, no, no. Before we get to the bone I want to pick, I wanted to talk more about Justin's theory because I do think, again, there's some evidence working against that. I think what we're seeing yeah, Justin. is that – What uh, is it, Pete? I don't know. Salvin's going to tell you. 
<laughs> Jermaine Clemens character, and maybe Jermaine Clemens character, because there's definitely a question mark raised about this at the end, but Jermaine Clemens character who clearly can travel through the astral plane, he's outside of this, right? He's like literally outside and removed from everything that's going on. And I think he is working through this diver suit guy to help save them. At the end, we see Bill Irwin is in the diver suit, which certainly raises a question of who has been in the diver suit the entire time. Was it Bill Irwin or was it Jemaine Clement? But whoever it is, that figure, that diving suit figure, to me is the one who is trying to break them out of this dream state, get them to stop the bullet or rearrange the seed in some way and save the day. Yep. But you don't think yeah, so. I mean, I, you do agree. I agree with you, but I just think it's all taking place in his head. So I think that the Jermaine Clement uh, aspect is now, Carrie has been there, Carrie uh, Bill Irwin has been with him, and so he's in the suit. He's going, he's using Jermaine Clement's power to go uh, affect the scene, but the thing is, Melanie tried on his nod to do it, and she can't affect it. Um, I think what's going to happen is someone's going to have to sacrifice themselves by jumping in front of the bullets, mm-hmm. perhaps yeah. Melanie herself, and uh, and die. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I was surprised that she did not do that this episode. Pete, you're just saying nope, nope, nope? Well, I don't – I think – I would suck if they did the classic, oh, somebody's got to take the place for the bullet. I think that – That's uh, classic? Yeah, it's that whole thing of jump in front of the bullet. Or you get, no, I push somebody out of the way. Somebody did you first- – the, oh, that the, classic jump in front of the stopped bullet in the mental <laughs> uh, mindscape. Yeah, yeah. That in, characters uh, spinning you, out of... You guys oh. remember in uh, Season 5, Episode 2 of Bosom Buddies, when uh, there's that frozen bullet and Peter Sklari has to jump in front of yeah. Tom Hanks to uh, sacrifice his life. That was the last episode. Yeah, yes. uh, it was, Thank it you. Was beautiful. Alex, you know, they, that's they exactly to, my point. Old trope. They used an actual bullet for that. That's why his career didn't go quite so well. <laughs> yeah, back then, uh, actual bullets. <laughs> back then. Uh, back in Bosom Buddies days. Yeah. Classic Bosom Buddies days. Uh, okay, wait. The bone that I want to pick with you guys. Uh, last episode of our podcast, you made fun of me for saying that the way Bill Irwin was doing stuff was based on his clowning. When... This entire episode was nothing but Bill Irwin doing his clowning stuff, okay? Yeah. So shut up. Yeah, but up. you said that they were writing toward his clowning. They were like, yeah. oh, let's take away the sound so Bill can clown. And <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, they were just like, oh, Bill won't stop clowning. He's down to clown. clown okay, well, what about this episode? Do you think it was just a coincidence that, like, Carrie, boy Carrie and girl Carrie were both flipping strawberries or berries into each other's mouth that he pulls a scarf out of his sleeve. The old rainbow scarf. The old rainbow scarf. And then I will tell you straight up, he does this routine before he goes to bed where he says namaste. And that is a bit straight out of Fool's Moon, which is the Tony Award-winning Broadway clowning show that he did. So <laughs> so there you go. I'm sorry. I know you guys Yo. don't like me bring up knowledge of other things when we're talking about things. First but. off, Alex, why don't you get off Bill Irwin's jock for a second? <laughs> second? <laughs> I think he's like, oh, I got these tricks. I'm just going to do them because I'm a clown. Yep. What Are you is, what is, a late in the game reveal where, where <laughs> Kingry's like a clown? No, but also the idea that like he's doing it without the creators of Legion knowing he does clowning stuff is crazy. No, I'm not saying it's like they don't care. It's not sneaking clowns. 
I'm just saying they're not writing clown bits. Yeah. Like, oh, let's they're just like, oh, we need something to fill this. And he's like, I've got it. What do you know? Of course they're writing it. They knew he nope. was in it. And you think it's a total coincidence. They're like, man pulls multicolored scarf out of his sleeve. Oh, what a nice <laughs> surprise that the guy we got happens to be a professional clown. No, it's not like that. It just is like they're walking down the hall. They have a special moment. But because the guy's down the clown, he's like, why doesn't the special moment be this? <laughs> and last week you were saying that uh, that they wrote the the yeah. silent portion to be a, so Bill Irwin could clown. And I don't think they're changing plot points around the the side talents of these actors. So what do you think? Were they were auditioning people if for Sid, the part? If Sid pulls out a yo-yo next episode i'll give it to you but until then i don't think so sid does not have a background she doesn't have a background in professional clouding which bill Irwin does she's right so every chance he gets he slips it in there Uh, because he's down to clown yep (laughs) all right before we wrap up here and go watch a marathon of bosom buddies anything else you guys want to bring up about the episode uh, yeah, I want to say um, it seems it's interesting the way that they've given each of the different characters like a little their psychosis. Like I found um, Melanie, though, the white queen, she completely regresses um, as opposed to the other one sort of maintain their their personalities. And I was thinking, is that because she's the most like lonely? It seems like loneliness and isolation are some big themes yeah. in this show. And she has to regress all the way back to being like a kid, basically, because she's suffering so much because she she misses her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think there was that moment as well, which we didn't really talk about, where Sid confronts David and Sid remembers their diagnosis from Clockworks 1.0, while David has a whole new picture on it in Clockworks 2.0 um, that she can't quite reconcile, and that's when Lenny decides to shut her down. So there's certainly a lot of interesting stuff going on there. There, there was, uh, I just remember, one other big thing we should probably talk about, which is Lenny reveals more about David's father, which is one of the big questions of the entire show. She reveals that uh, David's father actually didn't get rid of him. He tried to hide him because Fungus Lord was coming after David. And Fungus Lord got David anyway. But what do you think this says for the overall arc of the series? And does this mean that, in fact, it is Professor X or are we going to find out it is somebody in the show or something like that? Yeah, I think Professor X, Shadow King, it all falls into comic book continuity. Uh, I just think you can't really trust anything Lenny is saying. So he could have been making that up or it could have been true. Um, but yeah, there well, I don't know of- what one other th- I, that makes me think of that line where, where Lenny said, I love Pete LePage. Should we trust her on that? Yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, yeah. Well, when matters of the heart, you got you got to trust it first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just feel that like I thought that as Justin calls her the white queen there, the, just the, the part went from just like, so tripped out floating down the hallway, kind of that like gladiator shot where they're just kind of floating, you know, face up down the hallway into that garden moment was really crazy. And it just kind of like, there's nothing about this show that is ever a moment of like, this is what's actually happening. Mm Mm-hmm. Can it's starting to get a little frustrating of like every time I think I understand something, nope. 
Well, it does. I mean, we'll see what happens at the end of this episode when David is in kind of the coffin and his mind has been banished by yep. Fungus Lord. Um, it was reminiscent of the end of a couple, I think the third episode when David is in the middle of a room and everybody's shouting yeah. at him, which we didn't everybody see again. Him. Like yeah. we keep getting closer and closer to the center of David. I mean, I think that's essentially what's happening. If this is in fact all taking place in his mind is to Justin's point, perhaps nothing's real, but we're just getting closer and closer and closer to the center of his psychosis, the center of his ego, his id, whatever else is going on there for whatever the final confrontation is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. Um, We know Legion's powers is having multiple personalities, right? In comics. Well, his multiple personalities each have a power, but yes. Right. But he he has multiple personalities. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that's his power set and you're saying all these characters are real characters, then where are the multiple personalities? Yeah, no, but he's different in scenes. Sometimes he's very happy. Sometimes he's walking around like he runs the place. Sometimes he's very scared and drugged up. You're seeing but, different sides of him. Yeah, but in the in the comic, the what the character's based on, he has like different like people basically personas right right it's entirely possible i think just based on the way that the show is going if if the theory that all of it is taking place in his head turns out not to be correct i think it is possible that they're just riffing on it that we do have we have him we have the man with the yellow eyes we have lenny we have the world's angriest boy in the world we have all of these different things going on in his head but it's possible that everybody could be real right now they are trapped in his head and the clockworks in his head so these are all things that reference the comic continuity without specifically aping it i don't know I, interesting I, I feel like in this episode we got the reveal that the fungus lord, David's actually uh, a virus in the fungus lord's head. You know? <laughs> what? Because he's the main character. Right. <laughs> this is Pete's yellow eye spinoff. Yeah, I, I so will watch that. I'm there for it. All right, guys, before we go. I'm, I'll- just, saying, I'm just saying, though, I'm just saying the whole point of this character in the comics is that he has multiple personalities. So. It, I just don't understand how, if all of it's real, that they w- there just wouldn't be riff or not. The essential form of this character is a mutant with multiple personalities. Because I think that all the the imagery of stars and in a lot of these later episodes, there's like little uh, fireflies uh, floating in different aspects of uh, David's personality. I don't think they're stars or, or fireflies. I think they are personas, personalities. I don't know, dude. They screwed up the Dark Phoenix saga real bad, so <laughs> so anything's possible. <laughs> yeah, but that's a story, not a character, and they were starting from, from zero on this. All right, well, what do you think about the fact that they made Logan so tall? That's always bugged me. Yeah. Yeah, they should have uh, cut pieces out of Hugh Jackman's <laughs> legs when he was a kid. Good call. Good call. I agree. That's it. I would kill Hitler if I had a time machine. I'd shorten <laughs> up Hugh Jack for America. <laughs> oh man! Uh, somewhere Hugh Jackman is being like, I agree. Yeah. Uh, he wins. What is real? As we end every episode, what is real? What is not real? We've, this is all we've been talking about. But just definitively, one thing that is real or not real. Pete, you go first. <laughs> 
Uh, there is a team. This isn't just one person. Okay. Cryptic, All right. very cryptic, yeah, as cryptic. usual. I will say, actually, sorry, to that point, uh, everybody was working really well together. This is the first episode where I felt like it was it was a team dynamic, that everybody finally knew each other, we knew the characters enough that it made sense for them to be riffing off each other, and I thought that was kind of cool. That's all. Uh, but on the Lee, I think it's... No, no, go ahead, please, Justin. I'm going to say it's a uh, Taylor Taylor Swift squad, as always, is the only thing real, and this is all <laughs> taking place in, uh, in Tay-Tay's head. Oh, great, Tay-Tay. <laughs> Tay-Tay. That would definitely explain all the bad blood coming out of the wall. Hey, oh man, I'm going home. Uh, I think the the bullet is real. I think the bullet actually got shot. I think it's debatable who in that room is real or not. Uh, but I do think that scene that's happening there is real. But I guess we'll see. None of it's real. It's all in a hospital bed. It's like the end of New Heart. Another show you can look up. He wasn't. <laughs> in a, he wasn't in a hospital bed at the end of New Heart. He was he? in a regular bed. He was in a regular bed. He was in a regular bed. That's true. Uh, guys, that's it for Inside Legion. If you would like to support this podcast and the other podcasts that we do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a bunch of fun rewards and prizes, including stickers and other things that we will send to you guys through the actual mail. Uh, also, we do a Riverdale podcast you can check out and a regular live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York called Comic Book Club, where we have guests. Uh, Pete, what do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you know about all the amazing guests we have on the show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at ComicBookClubLive.com and Nerdist.com for a regular Tuesday podcast. And we'll see you next time on Bosom Buddies. <laughs> <laughs>